0: J Train Podcast. That's right. Every Monday we take your emails, your stories, your questions, and I want to thank you. Thank you for being a part of the show. We're here live in the West Village of Manhattan, and you know what? It's one of those episodes. It's an alone episode. Dim the lights. Let's celebrate the 4th of July together. And happy 4th of July. It's 4th of July. You're... Maybe coming off of a long weekend, you're gonna go home, see the fireworks tonight. You're a little hungover. You were at the beach. You got that suntan. You got that sunburn sitting in your skin. You got the aloe vera all over you, and you're like, I just want to chill. That's why, you know, I said, no. We're not gonna make two people yell at you today. It's just gonna be you and Papa JT. I got Shelby here. Hello. Yes, Mm -hmm. the man behind the curtain. Shelby's here with me. That's right. Dim the lights. We got some emails here. We're going to do some quick hits for my Instagram at the end of today's episode. So, And if you're on YouTube, you can watch on YouTube. You can watch. You can subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're there, there's a five-part vlog series from Reno, Nevada where I did my TED Talk. So, And there's stand-up there. There's my socially distanced, of course, special. I got a whole six-minute bit about... Service dogs, go to my YouTube, Jared Freed, YouTube.com slash Jared Freed. And it's just you and me, kid. Okay. We got questions here. We're going to go through them. I want to thank you for being a listener. Keep spreading the word, all that good stuff. You guys know what to do. But I know right now it's Monday, July 4th. When July 4th hits on a Monday, it's a different type of July 4th. It's not Friday night. The mood is right gonna have some fun show you how it's done tgif it's not that no it's okay the weekend's done i need to get myself together i saw my friends i want a quiet night maybe a glass of
1: cold white wine
0: Ooh, maybe some orange wine i've been getting into orange wine yeah orange wine Shelby.
1: i've heard that's like the drink along with spicy margaritas that's the thing i hear about
0: that's kind of Ooh, a new contender for drink of the summer. Because every summer there's a drink. Orange wine, delicious, and it looks right. It looks the season. It feels, it's the mood, so to speak. I'm a, uh, yeah, I'm an orange wine stan. Love a spicy mark. Love it. I had a spicy mark last night, I think. A version, you know, the thing with the spice. everyone's got, you know, they're adding mango, they're adding all this other stuff. Just want a straight up spicy mark. I wanna I wanna feel it on the tongue. And if you want to feel it on the tongue, you can get involved with the Patreon. Patreon, we are doing some magical stuff on Patreon. Two extra podcasts a week, five dollars a month. There's coffee with J Train. I talk about the week. Shelby, you know, you know, that's where I really come with my hot takes. That's where I really let it fly. That's I think I'm the most me on coffee with J Train. It's behind the
1: scenes. Yes. Yeah. A lot of
0: stories. Um, And then there's Luxury Lounge. We do a Patreon version where you are guaranteed. I love saying it like that. Like I'm in an old Western. Guaranteed to have your complaint read in the Patreon version of the lounge. Yeah, you pay up to make sure you get read. You know, in the free version that we do here, it's, it's a lot like that, but it's you and me. It's like this episode. Dim the lights. You and Papa JT answering questions. We got a lot of good questions today. If you want yours read... We are we're getting tons of luxury lounge complaints. It's easy to complain. Not everyone has an issue that they need advice on. And again, I am not an expert. I am just here to commiserate with you. I am here to talk it through, to show you you're not crazy. So any advice email, lifestyle, dating, whatever you're going through, send it in. JTrain Podcast at We have some amazing emails here. And they're wonderful, and you can send yours in, jtrainpodcast.gmail.com. Let's get right to it, right, Shelby?
1: Let's lock it in.
0: Lock it in. That's right. Not ready to move in. Now, not ready to move in. I've moved in with a significant, significant look it, I can't even say the words. I've moved in with a significant other. I've moved out from a significant other. The moving in was a lot easier than the moving out. I'll say that to people right now. That was a tough time in life but this person's coming to me you know it's funny when someone like, well what do you know about dating i don't know anything i just know how i feel when i read your questions i don't know i'm not saying i know i'm not nobody knows what does anyone know when you talk about moving in like you know if you look at things in past fail land then you're gonna say well you jared will you know about moving in well i know what i felt This person writes, Jared, thank you for always making me laugh so much. Your podcasts have been the highlight of my day for a few years now. Love everything you do and all your guests are so funny and amazing. Well, tough luck. There's no guests this week. Um, (laughs) Anyways, I have a question for you. I was supposed to move in. I was supposed to move in with my boyfriend next month and lately I feel like I've been getting cold feet. I just feel like I'm not ready yet. We have been dating for almost three years and I love him so much. I just don't Uh, know if I'm ready to cohabitate can this be a sign that he's not the one I can't imagine my life without this person I have so much fun with him he makes me laugh a lot and I love his friends and family we have our we have our issues but I like to consider them healthy issues that can definitely be fixed I don't know why I'm feeling this way but it's becoming a bit overwhelming any advice would help thank you J Train love seeing your show in San Diego come back soon so this person is saying they love their boyfriend but they're not sure they're ready to move in and is that feeling of unsure, meaning that they're not the right match? Tough question. I can't tell you. (laughs) That's fun. I can't tell you. Okay, we'll move on to the next email. No, I, you know, when I read this email, I understand it. I've been there. I think, you know, let's talk about what's normal. Let's talk about normal versus abnormal. It is normal to be worried about moving in. It, that is completely normal. You're going from the way you know life to the way you don't know life. These are that is that is the most normal thing that you could do. You know what's abnormal? Never changing your life because you're too afraid to move forward with life. Did I hit? Did I hit you with some knowledge, some truth there? That's abnormal. I think about that with my own life all the time, Jared. You are you afraid to move on? Yeah, and I am. I'm with this person. I'm afraid to go to the next step because you know. Sure, right now everything. I know how much the bills are. I know how much you know. I, I know how I feel. I know my dad. What my my dad. My sad days are. I know what my happy days are. Everything is right in front of me. This move-in, I think it's normal, but I would have to ask you. You know, the other thing is, just because you move in doesn't mean you're going to stay with them forever. You're you're allowed to say hey this isn't the right thing for me and i know it comes at the expense of someone else who might not feel the same way that's like the that's the horrible part that's probably what you're most fearful of you're like oh if i move in now i have to move in and i'm locked in. you're not locked into anything i think i don't think it's a sign that you're not the match i think it's a sign that you're a normal person and to me you have to ask. I mean, you got to talk to your partner. You got to talk to the the boyfriend and be like, tell him that you're feeling this way. But I think it's also like, why are you feeling this way? Is it I'm afraid to live with you, or I'm a li- I'm afraid to live with anyone? That's a, those are two things too. I I mean, when I moved in, um, with my now ex, I was like, okay, this is the new part of life. Let's see how this goes. So, and you know, looking back, let's see how this goes. Probably you know i i think i would want to be more positive more sure not let's see i think and those are conversations you should probably have before that i wish you know i had had before i think you know letting the person know like where you stand it's hard and i'm again this is all vague but i would say think of normal versus abnormal it is normal to be fearful of this moving totally understand it i'm with you babe it is abnormal to stay in one spot of life forever because you're too afraid to move forward and have bad things happen. Bad things are going to happen. It ain't all going to be sunny days. Bad storms are a common. I'm telling you, I'm, and I'm not saying that to be mean. That just to be. I'm, I'm saying that to be to live in the land of reality. So what I would say to you, talk to your boyfriend, let him know, hey, I'm fucking scared. It'll be comforting to know that they're maybe scared too. And then I think, you know, here's the thing. Three years, you love him so much. I don't know if I'm ready to cohabitate. What does that mean? What aren't you ready for? I think, again, this is the other thing. So much of this is in vague. let's, Let's make it specific. Let's write down the things that are fearful to you sharing a bed every night that was one of my things uh, every night i gotta share a bed why don't we have houses like i want to this is i've i've said this for years shelby i think everybody should have three bedrooms not one one for you one for them one for both of you i think that would make everything more fun
1: you know, with cats, they if you get one, they say you should have two litter boxes. You get two really? cats, you should have three litter boxes. So the
0: cats are living more comfortably than us. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. We're so hard on ourselves. This woman's being hard on herself. She's like, I'm, I'm scared of moving in, so I just won't do it at all. No. And listen it might fuck up you might be like me and your divorced dad fucking one you know studio apartment taping your podcast like you're in a bunker you might be here it might be you I might be you fridge with nothing in it just condiments and waters
1: <laughs> seltzers
0: I got seltzers some yeah I got a lot of spike seltzers and condiments and water that's my life that could be you you could be condiment woman I don't think it's going to be you I think you're going to be okay. I think you're going through the same you know, emotional spectrum that we would all go through when moving in with someone else and we've never done that before, but we're so hard on ourselves because she's like, I just might as well not move in because there's failure afoot. No, this is why I want three bedrooms. We're so hard on ourselves because if you ever brought this up to your significant other, they'd go, well, my, you know, wh- why do you want to not sleep in the same bed as me? Sometimes it gets a little hot in there. And then they go, well, my friends, my married friends, they all have one bedroom. Why are we holding ourselves to the standards of other people? Couldn't, wouldn't it be fun to have that third bedroom, the fuck room, get wild in there? It's like, a, it's like a, your own hotel room that you can do whatever you want to the sheets. I'm an ideas man. I, I just bring up solutions. And my solution to this woman is move in, but also write out. I think she'll feel more comfortable if she wrote out I she writes, I'm, i love him so much, I don't know if I'm ready to cohabitate. What aren't you maybe not sure about ready for? Write them down. Let's make it, let's make it real. Sleeping in the same bed. You fart a lot. You're annoying. I don't know. And then you go to him with this list and go, These are my fears. Talk to me. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. This is a alone episode. Dim the lights. I got you, me. Shelby, we're all here. If you're on YouTube, hello, YouTube land. Nah, I can't seem to get a first date. Jared, huge fan of all you do. Looking forward to the Boston Live show on Tuesday. I was just there. Boston Live show was amazing. Energy, energy, energy. So much fun. There's clips on my Instagram if you want to go see what the Live You Up show is like. It is a beautiful time. Ah, Okay, I'm in my mid-30s on several dating apps, but can't seem to get a date. My matches generally don't message me or they stop replying early on. I try to comment on something specific in their profile to start a conversation. Admittedly, I sometimes default to asking about their weekend plans if there's not much to go off. Personally, I don't love weird conversation starters that you wouldn't ask someone you met in real life, but I know that talking about the weekend is boring overdone, so would love any suggestions. Even pre-pandemic, I'm rarely approached in real life, so I feel like the apps are my best option. My friends know I'm open to being set up, but nothing has come of it. I tried to make my prompt responses specific, taken breaks from the apps, redone my profile completely, etc. I've had two first dates since a 3 month ended in February. I've always been insecure about my looks, shy until I get to know someone, and didn't have my first boyfriend until after college, so dating has never come easily for me. I'm truly ready for a relationship but can barely get past a first date. Any tips for staying optimistic and improving my confidence? Things usually end with, you're great, but something is missing. Thanks so much. Dateless in Boston. So they're writing that they're having trouble getting past the first date. Let's start with some things that they wrote. I can Sometimes the answer's in the email. And listen, I'm sorry you're having this issue. Let's start with something they wrote towards the end. Dating has never come easily for me. You ain't alone. This is normal. Dating doesn't come easy for anyone. Meeting a stranger and seeing if you guys want to fall in love. Oh, that's pretty easy. No. So let's, let's be a little less hard on ourselves. And also, let's not believe that we're the only one living in this reality where dating is hard. Because... A lo- this whole email is in negative talk land and you say "Tis" for staying optimistic I mean this is a very pessimistic email um, and if I'm you know I'm gonna give advice that is a sl- that it's the diet and exercise of advice but let me read another part of your email I'm in my mid-30s and on several dating apps let's cut it to one cut it to one because and listen the problem the dating apps are both the problem and the solution the same thing is both your problem and the solution more it gives you more why is that a problem when you have more matches there's more disappointment there's more turning down there's more matches that don't turn into conversation there's more reaching out that doesn't turn into a match More, 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 and extra, and it feels like shit. You say the apps are my best option. Stop that. That's even, so now you're saying my best option gives me all this disappointment. Do we see where I'm talking here? You're almost creating the pessimism because you're going to the pessimism factory. You're walking in... (laughs) You're doing all the machines at the pessimism factory and you're going, why do I feel so pessimistic? Yeah, because you're saying, and this is my best option. It isn't your best option. It is an option. We have to change our perspective. I'm with you. I, listen, I'm in this world. I'm on one dating app. One. And I delete it often. I think you got to go down to one. I think you got to, uh, you ask about, the, I'm with you. Sometimes I ask about, you know, you know, Jared, Mr. Comedian, Mr. Creative, you know, you know, Mr., Mr. Got a Podcast. I'm asking how's your weekend too. Sometimes there's nothing for me to fucking say either. So no, I, I hope that is, <laughs> is in a way encouraging to you that how's your weekend ain't so fucking bad. It, let's get the ball rolling. Because again, I understand how's your weekend because it's like, why am I putting thought into something where I don't even know if they're going to respond or not? Yeah, we match, but I've been here. That's the thing. You've been here long enough to know disappointments around the bend. So you're going, ugh, I'm just gonna write, how's your weekend? Let me see if they'll, they'll even talk. You know, if you went up to 10 people in the bar and you created a different opening for every all 10 of those people and none of the 10 responded, you'd start going, well, fuck it, I'm not gonna create a different response for everyone. I'm just gonna start saying, how's your weekend? So I can see if anyone will talk. So how's your weekend? I once wrote, I had a woman, she wrote, this happened recently. This woman, she wrote, I have a picture of me and Fallon on the dating app. Shelby rolled his eyes. I agree. But listen, I'm putting it out there. So it's me and Fallon on the the dating app. She writes, loved your Fallon set. Boom. Thank you. Boom, we're in. She knows my shit. She wrote positively. Love it. So wrote, thank you so much. How was your weekend? That was my response. And a month later, she writes back. <laughs> it's a month later. I wasn't going to respond to your how's your weekend because I thought you'd do better than that. And I'm like, what, I got to write a new Fallon set for you? Like I, And I immediately unmatched immediately because to me how's your weekend is are we attracted enough to keep this going it's not how's your weekend isn't how's your weekend how's your weekend is more are you here to talk that's how's your weekend so I don't look down on it as much as everyone else seems to I think that is a cop-out to look down on it to tell you the truth because now you're saying well I don't want to be creative if you're not gonna be creative it's like how much dancing do you want me to do to go on a date with you. And it's like, if you need that, then I don't want that. So let's be less hard on how's your weekend. Here's the other thing. What are prompts? I would respond, to me, Hinge doesn't sponsor this podcast. I'm on Hinge, that's the only one I'm gonna do. If I were her, only Hinge. I think a like is way different than a swipe. A like is purposeful, and you see where they liked. You can see if they liked your prompt because that is a more thoughtful like than liking bikini picture from Tulum. So you, Ms. Listener, I would be sticking a hinge. I'd be responding to prompts with a response to their answer. I'll give you some examples. I'll show you. I'll go to my hinge. Mr. Comedian, what do you got? Mr. Mr. Funny, funny man, what are you writing? Let me give some examples. So I have a, a prompt that says, typical Sunday, eating and drinking an amount that makes Monday a day of reflection. That's my answer. So someone liked it. So that means they're, that's liking it is the how's your weekend of openings. They're trying to get me talking. Okay, you liked it, so I wrote, Crushing a 40-piece is my dream first date, and that's because in their profile, they have, together we could crush a 40-pack of McNuggets, see that, so I've taken, so they liked my prompt, then I went, they said nothing, fine, they've opened the door, are we going to talk, okay, We have to normalize these types of conversations because everyone goes, well, how's your weekend stupid? Or just liking my prompt is stupid. And it's like, well, there's non-stupid ways to go, to move forward. So together we could crush a 40-pack of McNuggets. So they liked my prompt. So I wrote, crushing a 40-piece is my dream first date. Now we're in. And then she writes, let's do it. But first, what dipping sauces? Now we're talking dipping sauces. We're in the land of fun. There we go. So, do you, I, I hope this is creating optimism and options. Let's not be pessimistic about how's your weekend. Let's not be pessimistic about getting matches that don't talk. Let's cut it down to one app. Stop going to the pessimism factory and going, why am I so pessimistic? Well, there's more disappointment on dating apps than there are in real life. And here's my last piece of advice the, da- the diet and exercise of all dating advice go hang with your family and friends. You say your friends say you're open to uh, no I'm open to being set up but nothing has come of it. Don't hang with them to get something. Hang with them to have fun with them. This is the problem. When you're single and you're looking to meet someone you can become annoying. You're annoying. I mean this I'm not saying... I love this emailer because they were so honest, but it's like, I'm rarely approached in real life. I feel like the apps are my best option. I've tried to make my prompt response specific. taking breaks from the app. We're done my profile. Uh, two first dates since a 3 month are ended. These, this is... If you're talking to me this way, you're talking to your friends this way. Let's go out with our friends with no more agenda than feeling good about our friendships and our relationships. Let's, let's refill the cup. Let's see what that tastes like because I think you can forget that. And then... Here's who your friend, the friends that set you up are the friends of friends, first of all. So let's get big groups together, as big a group as you can. I know you're mid-30s, I'm my mid-30s. It's hard to get a bunch of people together, but let's figure out ways to do that. Let's get creative and let's stop living in the land of, oh, you know, these dating apps suck. No, I'm not setting up dating apps suck, woman. I'm setting up, ah, I went on a great date last night. Oh, this guy sucked, but I'm having fun. Boom. Oh, say can you see my beautiful balls? That's right. Manscaped is here to give your minute man the respect he deserves. Manscaped products are beautifully designed to have your body looking good from head to toe for the beach, the pool, or any late night fireworks. Use code JTRAIN to get 20, 20, 20% off and free shipping at Manscaped. manscaped.com i love manscaped i love what it does to make me feel it makes me feel great i and and you're like jared it's just you know stuff to shave your body with no 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 they got the soaps they got the exfoliants they've got the 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 little shaver the electric shaver it is they got it it is just it is all balls all the time and It is all those things that you wouldn't normally get that make you feel great. You'll come out of the shower slick as a whistle, just feeling great. And it all starts with the Lawnmower 4.0. The fourth generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents with their advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof and has a 400K LED spotlight. Declare your independence from the tyranny of pubes with the perfect package. It includes the Lawnmower trimmer, the Weed Whacker ear and nose hair trimmer, the Crop Preserver ball deodorant. Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to keep you feeling good all over this great nation. It's time to shine up your Liberty Bells by going to Manscape.com. Get 20% off and free shipping with code JTRAIN. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscape.com and use discount code JTRAIN. Unlock your confidence this 4th of July with Manscaped Balls. So beautiful you'll have the Statue of Liberty blushing. There's nothing better than a bike ride in the summer. But long trips can be uncomfortable and inconvenient. E-bikes make long trips a breeze. And the folks at electric e-bikes have made electric bikes affordable. I have one. It is awesome. It is so great. You got the wind in your hair. You're moving. You're having a great day. You're active. You're on a bike. It's for those in-between trips. You don't always need to take a car out somewhere. You can take an e-bike. And you know what? Anyone that sees it, they go, oh, my God, it's amazing. If you're if you're kind of living that city-suburbish life, it's perfect. Le- electric e-bikes' mission is simple. Make e-bikes accessible for everyone. Bikes start at just $7.99. This is way less than the competition. All bikes ship free, pre-assembled, pre-charged, so you'll be on the road in no time. Literally out of the box, you'll be on the road. Electric e-bikes fold in half for easy storage. Travel up to 45 miles at up to 28 miles per hour on just a six-hour charge. That's great. You're going to get, and it's got a little back section that you can put stuff on, put your bag, get, you know, know, it is just such a great convenience, and I'm so happy I have electric e-bike in my life. Leave the car at home, commute on electric e-bikes, save on gas while keeping the air clean. Gas is crazy right now. What a great option. Join the affordable e-bike revolution. Go to electricebikes.com, use code FEATHER. Get a free foldable mountable bike lock with any bike purchase. That's a free bike lock when you use code feather at L E C T R I C E B I K E S dot com. Electric ebikes.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. J Train Podcast at gmail.com. It's an alone episode. Why don't you sign up for Patreon? Right, Shelby?
1: You love the Thursday Luxury Lounge will you get another one
0: yeah. yeah if you love the Thursday Luxury Lounge you're gonna love Patreon if you love stories where I complain you're gonna love Coffee with J Coffee with J Train if I can say it is I, I don't. I love all my children differently and equally but Coffee with J Train is a podcast that I like it is therapy for me I am out there I'm given stories from the week a lot of them become bits for stand up Patreon.com slash Jared sign up. Five bucks. And, you know, the Patreon keeps this whole thing afloat. You know, you think this wallpaper just grows on trees? Guy Best Friends. Hi, Jared. Long time listener of the pod. Really got a lot of serotonin from you roasting charcuterie boards. You're here with the board, Lord. Age-old question. How do you deal when... Age-old question. How do you deal when your best guy friend doesn't like you back? Some backstory. Male, who's 43, and I met last summer where he shot an event I was working. We immediately hit it off, texting every day, talking on the phone multiple times a week, etc. Our friendship grew as he became our tour photographer and we traveled together. Shared hotel rooms and spend all our free time together in every city. I've shared my feelings with him several times. Always to be rejected with, I just don't think of you that way. But after the rejection, when I ask for a space, he doesn't give it to me. Continuing to call, text, and make plans with me. I truly don't get what would change if we started dating other than adding physical intimacy into our dynamic. We have not been physical at all. Everyone we're around thinks we're dating or married, and I'm finding it really hard to date other people despite the rejection from him. So how do I deal? Do I just cut him off cold turkey? Why does he crave the emotional intimacy but can't take it to the next level? Is this worth holding on to? Always love your take on things and thought you might have some good insight. So she's got a guy, best friend, who she has revealed her feelings to and he has said, literally, I don't think of you that way. They've never been physical. To me, He's being as honest as anyone has ever been on earth. He's not being physical with you. And he's telling you, I don't see this relationship that way. Here's the problem. couple things. You're calling him your best friend. You met a year ago. I know you guys are on tour together. Um, I know you guys text every day and you spend all your free time together. He doesn't see it that way. He's not seeing the you know, and i i I guess now that I say that out loud, maybe he's seeing it that way, or you're not seeing it that way. you've mixed up romanticism with friendship or what- or vice versa. he's mixed that up i don't know I don't know who has the problem is you have told him to back away, and then he doesn't, so that's why I kind of blame him not seeing this as a best friendship. The things you guys are interacting with don't mean as much to him as they mean to you. That's the reality. You know, it's interesting. I think about texting a lot because I'm a I'm a responsive texter. I'm pretty good. And there are people that you text with all the time that you're like, and if they were like, well, you coming to meet me out tonight? I'd be like, oh, what? You know, texting creates this... Connection with people that maybe you wouldn't go to the next level with. That's why dating, you know, they keep texting, they keep texting, and then they go, oh, I don't want to go on a first date, and you go, oh, that's all you needed from me. This guy's using you. He's using you for the intimacy of, of a close friend. I, I mean, as he's getting all the girlfriend time and not looking for anything more, and you're looking for more, and then he's not leaving you alone. To me, you got to cut him off. And you have to let him know that he's interfering with your life. And you have to stop calling him your friend. I liked you. That's, I, I think the friend thing mixes this up. Where I'm, I'm trying to give him empathy. Why would he not give you space when you're asking for that space? And it can only be because he doesn't know how destructive he's being. I don't believe people are bad people. I don't believe he's going, oh, I'm ruining this woman's life and she can't date. But who cares? At least I got my friend. I don't think he's doing that. I think he doesn't realize how much this hurts you and is holding you back from the things you want. You want certain things. You have to admit to that. You want a relationship. You want to be dating someone. You want intimacy. You want physical touch. He is not giving that to you. You have to let him go. And I would say to him, to me it's a two-pronged solution. Hey, this relationship is hurting me. I know you don't mean to. Offer him redemption. I know you don't mean to. But I am looking for more and my time spent on this is distracting me from finding the things in life that I want. So you gotta let him know. You gotta let him know strongly. Then you gotta block. Block the number. Block on Instagram. Block on Twitter, Facebook, all the social media. You can't keep rubbing up against this person and, and then going, well, why am I still into them? Well, you smell them every day. You keep looking at them. If I'm going to eat the pizza that's left over in the fridge. Sometimes you got to throw the pizza in the garbage because you know you're going to eat it. You're not strong enough. None of us is strong enough to be around someone that we have a great relationship with that we want to date that doesn't want to date us. We're just, you're just not equipped. It's human. You, you, you got uh, the more I talk about this the more I'm like yeah you, you don't got it kid. <laughs> you don't have the strength. I feel like I'm I feel like I'm Mickey in the Rocky movies. You can't handle it. you can't you ain't. Go- you can't you don't got the strength to hang around a, with him as a friend. You wanna love her <laughs> it just hurt my voice. You gotta move on kid. You just don't, and that's okay. I don't. I don't think anyone does. Hey, I like you. Oh, you don't like me? Okay, cool. I'll just, like, hang around you forever and expect for my life to move on? No. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. We're here in the Feather Nation studios Every Monday, share, 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 support the sponsors. I mean, we're given free money. Military dating fiascos. Jared, been a fan for a while, saw you in Denver a few weeks ago and had a blast. Look forward to any future shows you may have in the Washington state. I'm a 29 I'm a 29-year-old single male who has been in the military for seven years now. Due to the nature of the job, I move every two to three years, which has made it challenging to start and or maintain a relationship. From my experience, the women that I have met and dated ultimately do not want to leave or give up their job, which I have to respect and understand. Unfortunately, men in the military... Well, thank you for your service, first of all. For, unfortunately, men in the military have developed a somewhat bad reputation in terms of dating, such as being notorious cheaters, quick uh, being being quick to wanting to get married for the extra pay or simply just being a fuckboy. I didn't know you got extra pay for being married.
1: I mean, you got to pay for that Camaro somehow.
0: (laughs) I consider myself as someone who takes dating seriously and would like to meet someone who is also serious. But it seems that a plethora of women that I meet and go out on first dates with already have somewhat of a formed opinion on me before I get a chance to show them who I really am. I often get comments like, so does your wife know you're on a date right now? Or are all military guys or all you military guys are the same? I feel as if they already labeled me and that I am starting these interactions or first dates in a hole that I have to dig myself out of. I understand why these comments are being said. And that they are just joking most of the time. But I don't think it's fair to have to dig myself out of a hole that didn't, that I didn't create. Recently, I found myself bringing up these stereotypes before they do so that I can let them know that I am aware of the stigma. But I am serious about dating. But it does not seem to change anyone's mind. I'm getting ready to move again in a few months and have thought about changing my location on the dating apps to the place that I am moving to. But I am unsure if that is a selfish move or not. So my questions are, do you have any advice on dating for people who move frequently for work? Is it selfish to change my dating app location to a place I'm moving to before I actually move there? And how do I handle meeting new people going on dates when they already have a negative opinion on my military, on military men? For reference, I'm con- considering... For reference, I'm considered higher ranking and must be careful when dating due to the number of younger soldiers that I am responsible for, conflict of interest, fraternization, never been married, have no kids. Thanks for all the advice you give while making me laugh and uh, and forgetting I got shows in different area codes stuck in my head every week. Well, thank you for the email. Thank you for your service. Sincerely, G.I. Joe and Alone. It's a great email. I get it. I hear from the women that and, and, uh, that are on the other side of this. You know, doing these podcasts where people write in, you start to hear, like, of certain issues that go on. Here's... This guy's biggest issue is not... It's... You know, they only know the reputation of the military guys because they are living in military areas. So if you live in a military area, you come across dating military men. And they're not wrong. I hear from women that are like... It's it's guys that are kind of on their way out looking to get married real quick or, you know, they're using the military as a built in excuse to get out of, you know, having to be more <laughs> having to be more serious. Um, so the, <clears throat> the things you're dealing with are real just because you're different than them. I mean, It could be to your advantage, but I, I, here's the thing in your email that I'm going to pull out. Um, I understand why these comments are being said and that they're just joking most of the time, but I don't think it's fair to have to dig myself out of a hole that I didn't create. Let me tell you, life ain't fair. Um, everyone's judging. Everyone's going on dates and taking the thing that they know from the area and relating it to every guy they're meeting on these dates. So I'm 37, not married, no kids, living in New York and I there are stigmas that I have to deal with. You know, I oh, why haven't you been married? You can't commit. Oh, you never, you know, so they they so I we all have these things that we we all have holes that we have to dig out of because of the people that are like us or or a type like us. So the military thing, and you're dating in military towns. So these people are used to these types of guys doing these things. I think the mode isn't to get in front of it. I think the move is to go, you're totally right. Agree with them. Totally right. That is a thing. If someone goes on a date with you and says, and, and here's the other thing, if someone goes on a date with you and says, are you here when your wife's at home? They're self-conscious. They're stressed. They're not doing well themselves. I would say, if someone said that to me on a date, I'd go, probably not going to work out anyways. I, you know, So they're just revealing to you that they're not really ready and they're feeling not great. And that's okay too. My point to this, and can you set your, I think you, it's not unfair to set your, you're moving to those towns. Set, you're going to find the right person. You're going to find someone that's going to go, oh, I'm signing up for the military life. I think it's okay to set your position to the town you're going because, one, you're someone who moves a lot. So you're used to, it's not moving to a new city, I want to see what it's like to be single there. I don't think you're doing that. But you have to own, you have to take ownership that you know you're not one of those guys and not let these people that are hung up on the label kind of get you down. You got to kill him with kindness. Positive, positive Peter. Sergeant Positive Peter reporting for duty. Right? Because if someone said to me, oh, every military guy I go out with, yeah, he's just like total fuckboy. I'd be like, yeah, I know those guys. It's crazy. They, I hear the stories. I understand it. I'm actually a high-ranking official, so a lot of those guys are in my platoon or whatever. You can play it off positively. I get it. I get it, and you're totally right. Work better than, I know what you're thinking. I'm just here to fuck and then go, you know, b- b- fly my, my, my Top Gun plane. You know, like, I don't think, tell me what sounds better or what sounds worse. It sounds worse to be like, I get it. Oh, and what you're doing when you get ahead is you're assuming they're miserable. So now, I let the miserable come to me when you assume someone's miserable, now you're the person that they're, I've kind of stumbled into this point, because you go on the date, and they go, oh, you just here because your wife is at home, you're like, okay, this person is not doing well, they're probably not ready to date, because they're really not confident enough in the men that they're meeting, that's okay, that's, it's a tell, if, Someone's on a date with you, and you go, oh, I know. You just think we're all going to be out trying to fuck everyone we can. Before we move, they're going to go, ah. Like a normal person will go, I didn't even think of that. (laughs) I was just here to meet someone new. So do you understand what I'm saying? So get ahead of it, and it's a tell on you. And you don't even allow the people that are going to give you the tell to give you the tell. You're on dates to see about the match okay? You're not on dates to prove these women wrong about military men. No. Who gives a fuck? Let those guys be fucking assholes. You worry about you. Shopping for clothes is stressful. You never know if things will fit, and returning stuff stinks. This season, let Stitch Fix do all the hard work. I, I, I can't agree with something more. I literally just had to return something that didn't fit, and it was an odyssey. I had to go print out the receipt, print out the I had to print out the package label, I had to tape it to this bag that I'd already ripped through. No, 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 no. Stitch fix is gonna make all of that easy for you and you're gonna find some great new duds that are gonna make you feel good. Stitch Fix is easy to use and fun to get started. Set up your style profile in just a few minutes. Answer a few questions about what you like, what you don't like, and how open you are to trying something new. Let Stitch Fix's experts, stylists go to work. Every piece is handpicked for you and is unique to your size, style, and budget. Stitch Fix is the best way to find clothes that make you look and feel your best. Here's, Here's the thing about Stitch Fix. First of all, easy to send back. I just told you about that. The most important thing, you have a style, you got a flair, you have a look. It's hard to get outside of your own look. It's hard because you're the one choosing, looking, and liking. Let someone else take your profile and go, what about this one? Try this on. That's the best part. Try this on. Give this a shot. The Stitch Fix is literally just someone to go, give this a shot. Something you might not have pulled off the rack in the first place. And they're going to, And you keep what you love. You send back what you don't. Shipping returns and exchanges are easy and free. You're not traveling around printing stuff out. You're going to be good to go. Plus, there's no subscription required. Try once or set up automatic deliveries with no hidden fees. Sign up for Stitch Fix and get the season's latest styles for women, men, and kids. Sign up today at stitchfix.com slash JTrain. Get 20, 20, $20 off your first purchase. That's stitchfix.com slash JTrain to get $20 off your first purchase. Limited time offer. Purchase within two days of sign up. J train podcast at gmail.com. J at gmail.com. Dim the lights episode. Just you and me. Shelby here. We're in Feather Nation Studios. We're really kicking some ass with these questions, I think.
1: There's been some good ones.
0: There's been some good ones. Shelby's picking these emails. J train podcast at gmail.com, sending them in. Let us know what you're getting into. This one says, quick question about kids. I love a quick question. We got, we're going to do a lightning round at the end with all Instagram questions, right? We got time? Yeah. All right. Love the podcast. I have a quick open discussion question. Do guys automatically assume talking to someone with a kid is going to be more serious? Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. And not more... It's not as much about the kid. First of all, guys talking to women think they're looking for more serious all the time. That's why guys do the thing, what are you looking for on this app? They're looking to have you say, oh, I'm looking to casually blow a lot of men. So they know that that answer is less likely than I'm looking for a relationship. So when you say, do guys automatically assume talking to someone with a kid is going to be more serious? Guys automatically assume talking to women is going to be more serious than they're looking for. Plain, plain, and, plain and simple. Now, when you have a kid, yeah. I think it's not that, it's more serious as far as, hey, you know, there's more to talk about here. I, I remember I had someone on the show where they were like, I love dating someone with a kid because their association with time, the way they, time was, the scheduling was easier. Because there was the kid, they knew I got kid time and I got free time. And it was very much split up. So, again, there's positive and negatives to all situations and all circumstance. If you're saying, by nature of this question, if you're going, well, I want some casual, you're going to have to... I, To me, you're getting ahead. I understand why you asked the question. So, are guys assuming... I think if you're looking for casual while having a kid, you can very easily let a guy know. Go on the date, eh, I'm not looking for anything serious, I'm just looking to have fun with someone. But here's the thing about person with a kid. I'm looking to just have fun with someone, but again, the scheduling comes into it. I'm just looking to have a fun time with someone, but I want to know if they're going to cancel or not. I want to know, you know, and if you're dealing with single Joe, you know, Joe Single who has no one to be responsible for and has open calendar and says, eh, I don't really feel like going out on a Tuesday night, they may not respect the scheduling as much as someone. So as far as serious is concerned, when I hear serious is how serious do I have to be? When there's a kid involved, you have to be more serious just generally podcast at JTrain podcast at gmail.com single friends as entertainment okay Jared Featherfeather. I got married pretty young for my group of friends when I was 24 I, we always used to share dating nightmare stories at the proverbial sometimes literal brunch table and had a great time commiserating I feel weird asking about their dating lives now because I don't want them to feel like I'm using them for entertainment and also some of them are pretty frustrated with being on the apps for five plus years now late 20s, and not in long-term relationships like they would prefer? How do I keep being supportive and interested without making them feel burnt out on dating? So they're wondering, how do you be a supportive friend? Receive, do not ask. Not, how's your dating life? That could be annoying. They're going to come to you with stories. Single people stories are just way more interesting than relationship stories they're just a more interesting fodder because they're not dealing, you know, relationship stories is, yeah, my husband and I, we haven't had sex in three years. And it's like, oh, I don't want to be involved in that. I want to hear guy on the date was super obnoxious, took out seven phones that he had and started telling me how much money he made. Oh, what a fun story. That guy's a fucking loser. We're all smarter than him, better than him. And now we can all laugh at someone that we'll never see again. That's a fun story. And it's also something that doesn't affect anyone. They want, you know what, they lost one hour of their night because they went for a drink with someone, but then they got to come back to the brunch table and you know, chat it out with you. So I think the one thing, what you can do as a married person is understand you don't understand. You were married at 24. I'm assuming it's a college sweetheart of some sort or someone you met very quickly and very young. So I think what can be annoying from the five plus years on the dating app person, late 20s, wants to be in a relationship, is hearing you go, well, what we do, what you and your husband did is a different planet than what they're going through. So I think it's about, you got a story, I'm here to hear it, I'm gonna laugh with you, I'm gonna cry with you, I'm gonna say, I know, that's crazy, I don't know what, and I would practice saying, I don't know what I would do. I don't know. We got married so young. I don't know. And don't do the thing where it's, I here's the other annoying part. Don't do the thing where you go, thank God I'm not single. Oh, I hate that. Thank God. Oh, I can't imagine dating today. I can't imagine having your life. That's what you sound like. You can't imagine? You can't imagine being single? You. you I think you can. I think you can. I can't imagine all these dick pics getting showered at me. That's not what it's like, okay? I can't imagine. No, there's nice moments. There's bad moments. There's good and bad and fun and not fun. Just like your marriage. J Train Podcast, I
1: remember J- when Tinder first came out. Like this had to been ten years ago. like yeah. and then in after, people were like thirty five, forty on. Mm. Were like. Uh, Like they thought they talked about it as if like you just opened it and and then someone came over and had (laughs) sex like they were like, oh, it wasn't like that when I was. uh...
0: Yeah, the assumption that because it was easier to find people that it was just easier to just have casual sex when tinder for, i totally they remember like, that like, oh back in my day we oh no one was yeah
1: like the, the, in, they like, the intern like that's what their life is like and like and the interns like no we just like go to the park or like maybe like,
0: <laughs> we get drinks just like yeah. you would have gotten drinks or someone yeah they all thought that tinder was this it's a and it was usually men was, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, of course. Tinder is this yeah. oasis of just blowjobs It wasn't everywhere.
1: like that uh, when I was, yeah. you guys have it easy. Yeah. You just call, they, they, this is what they're doing. Come over, guy. get over here. You just pull open your phone. Someone's having sex with you like in an hour. No, that's They all that.
0: thought that, and then they were like, you know, and it was always men who have forgotten what it was like to date women. Yeah, that might be grinder. Yeah. you know, like maybe, but I, I... Yeah, this assumption that, oh, just know. I think if you're a married person dealing with single people, know that your life and their life, same level of happiness and sadness, just dealing with different meals. That's all it is. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Let's do one more before we head to the quick hits. We got time? Let's do it. Self-conscious about the bill. Jared, I'm writing because I have so much anxiety surrounding my boyfriend paying for our dates. I'm 27, he's 28. He makes almost double me and he always offers to pay for our dates. We have been together for five months. Prior to moving to NYC, I was a teacher, then left the classroom to do a year at America... Do a year for AmeriCorps when I was 25 to 26. If you're not familiar with AmeriCorps, you volunteer to work for a year and receive a stipend that pays at the poverty level of the city in which you live. I made $1,000 a month in Ohio. During my AmeriCorps year, I was so self-conscious about even asking my friends to do things because I knew I couldn't afford anything cool. They'd pay for me to do activities, and it always made me feel shitty yet very appreciative. Now that I live in New York City, I work a salary position in nonprofit. I make much better salary than with AmeriCorps. I mean, obviously, lol, and can afford to provide myself with a satisfying life. However, I still have that trauma from AmeriCorps. Anyways, my boyfriend works in corporate and makes much more than me. He always offers to pay for dates. He's if he spent his budget for the day he'll ask if i can pick up the tab i'm more than happy to however all this makes me so anxious and i think it's because of the americorps ship uh i've discussed it with a bit with my therapist but i still feel self-conscious how do i accept that i don't need to be anxious over my boyfriend paying for dates thank you i can't tell you how to feel i understand the anxiety i'm not sure how the americorps thing relates to the anxiety level i guess because you remember the feeling of people having to pay for you i think it's different when it's your boyfriend who wants to do that who wants to take you out who and i think a lot of it is about choosing your spots oh i'll take care of the waters you want a water you want a coffee i'll do coffees maybe your coffee you're the coffee woman you get the coffees he gets the meals and the thought is there you know then you know i think it's those times where you go i got the coffee you got dinner and you know it's not even but it's the gesture of it and that might help you to feel a little bit more comfortable when he's paying for the meal and you go thank you so much that was a great time here's the thing though you never want to feel like you're in debt to someone And that can make you, because that can hover over the relationship. It can make you feel like, oh no, I owe them so I can't get mad at them or I can't you know, have a right in this relationship that's even. And that's the part where you don't want it affecting that. And I would say to you, you shouldn't feel that way, but I can't, again, I can't tell you how to feel. If you're feeling anxious about the payments, it can drip into other parts of the relationship. So maybe it's you say, I got the one dinner a week. Maybe, you know, maybe you say I'm, why don't you ask him on a date that you're going to take care of? And then you feel a little bit better because it's, oh, well, I asked, and this is somewhere I want to take you. And that date can be, it doesn't have to be the Ritz. It doesn't have to be, you know, a steakhouse. It can be, oh, you've put a lot of thought into a planned date that wasn't so expensive that you could afford, that you could be, and now you're in the driver's seat. You get to be, you know, Brenda Big Buck's. That's what I would do. I I, I would be more, I think it's always, the anxiety comes from the unknown to me. I mean, where the fuck do I know where anxiety comes from? But I'm saying I'm more anxious when I don't know than when I know. When I'm purposeful, when I'm running towards something, there's no time to be anxious for me. So I would say to you, you plan the dinner, you plan the date, the one you plan on paying for, the one you know you can afford. And now you're doing a gesture that you feel good about that you've done for him. Listen, it could be you drawing a, you know, I don't know. I don't want to make it sexual. I was going to say, you know, a coupon for a free blowjob. But let's try and stay away from the sex stuff because I don't think that that creates a whole other can of worms. I think you creating a plan for a date that you are going to take him on every now and again will make you feel great about it. And he'll be appreciative. And then you can see how good it feels to give him the dates that he feels good about giving you. I don't think you you understand how good that it feels. He likes taking you out. Why don't you see what that feels like? at at JTrainPodcast.gmail.com Let's do some quick hits. You ready? Yep. Okay. We're going to go to the Instagram these are questions from Instagram followers. What's worse, when your DM is ghosted or just reacted to? Um, I guess getting ghosted, but if I'm asking a question and they don't answer me, to me that's a pretty loud statement of stop messaging me. That I, I mean, what's a louder, you know, the reaction to me is worse because it's, giving this faux happiness that you've received it. But I again, I've sent reactions and I've been happy to get the message and not sure what else to say. To me, the non-response, because then it's the balls in their court to go, hey, just seeing the text from last time. Totally forgot about it. What would your move what, would you move your seat on an airplane so a couple could sit together? If it's an even swap, if it's middle for a middle, yeah, no problem. If it's aisle for their middle, no. If it's aisle for their window, no. If it's window for their aisle, yes, I prefer aisle. I, th- As long as it fits into my life, I'll make the switch. But don't make me worse off. And again, worse off is different for everybody. Some people are aisle, some people are window. Some fucking weirdos are middle. So I would go, as long as my life is better or equal, I'll make the switch for a couple to sit together. Dating almost two years, recently moved in together. Never discussed getting married. Weird. It's a little bit off, but I can't really tell. I mean, I would say to them, you know, I would explain to them my idea of what marriage is. I would explain to them what my plans are. I would say to them, I plan on being married in the next couple of years. How do you feel? That's a way, put it in I terms. I'm, you know, this movement has been great. I'm having so much fun. I'm planning on being engaged in the next couple of years with someone. I (laughs) hope it's you, but let's see. I haven't heard from dude I went on three dates with in almost a week. Do I reach out or not? Well, did you enjoy the time with them? Do you want a fourth date? Stop living in the land of them. Just live in the land of me. What do I want? I went out three times with them. I had a great time. They haven't texted me in a week. That is a little off putting, but I'd still like to go out with them. See that? See how I made a stew of emotion? Not just in a vacuum. Make a stew. Went on three dates. Great. Hasn't texted in a week. Bad. Do I want to go out again? Yes, I do. Hey, been a bit. Would love to go out again. Let me know if you got a plan. Boom. They either do or they don't. Best city to move to in your 20s besides New York? Chicago. Done. Chicago, people are nice. It's a big city that also has small little neighborhoods. People are looking to meet people that are transplants. There's people from other places looking to meet new people. It's not everyone that knows each other from high school. Chicago. Does partner need a warning preface before coming over to be broken up with? That's always hard. If you're going to break up with someone, you do want to like send in like a brick through the window that's like, hey, you're about to be dumped. You know, like you want to let them know. I don't think... I think if you're breaking up with someone, they usually have an idea something's off, so I don't think a warning has to be said. Hey, we need to talk is usually the warning. Hey, I want to sit with you. We got some things to talk about. That is usually enough of a warning for someone who's aware and not just totally oblivious. Um... Best way to build romantic chemistry with a girl you have strong connection with two dates in. Uh, I, I mean, I can't really, you know, you can't trick someone into chemistry. To me, it's about the atmosphere. Hey, let's meet at a nice bar with good cocktails, dim lights, and then have a drink and touch the small of a back. And you'll get a very good read from that. Should a guy ever mention being open to casual in bio or is that just hurting your chances all around? <sighs> I think when you say you're open to casual, people assume that you want casual. And if you do want casual and you write that in your, your app, yeah, you're gonna lose people and that's okay. You're just, people don't like a limiting of their dreams. So when they hear, I just want casual, they go, well, what's the fun in that? You got to be so hot and drool worthy that they're like going to risk you being just not that great on the date. And that's just not going to happen a lot. So you're cutting numbers, and that's okay. But I'm saying, People want the dream to stay alive. So casual is cutting the dream short of, and what's the dream? To live happily ever after in each other's arms in a grave together. How often to visit long distance boyfriend? I can't tell you how often, but I would say there should always be a plan to look forward to, to me. If you're in a long distance relationship, where are we heading? Where are we going? Well, we're going towards the next date. That could be enough. But the only way to get towards a future together is to have plans in the calendar. How to bring up more serious conversations with your partner without killing the vibe. You're always going to kill the vibe because if you're not bringing up the things you want to talk about, you're going to be miserable. You're going to be resentful. So here's what I do. Hey, I feel this. Stop talking. It's called the reveal. Hey, I like you, and I am getting off the dating apps. That is serious without being serious. You're letting them, this is what I'm doing. You're going to get an answer sooner than later. Says he wants to pick things back up when he moves. He lives with parents right now. True or lie? I think you should be less concerned with true or lie with and more concerned with maybe I won't be around when you come back. This is a breakup. I think what he's doing right now is keeping you on the line. He's putting you on hold. I would break up. Yeah, and maybe you're going to lose me. People generally are, people will generally have an answer when they feel they're going to lose something they can't live without. To me, he's saying, you know, when I move, I'll call you. Okay. I'm just letting you know I got to get some space from you. That's okay. I understand you're living with your parents. Life isn't really going the way you want right now and you don't feel having, having a significant other is, is a good thing to have. That's fine. You might lose me. and I have. And these are risks we all have to take. Best bar in New York City for dating in your 30s. There's a bunch of good bars that I would encourage. I think any bar... Where did I go last night? Orient Express, great bar, was there last night. I'm a huge fan of Dante on Hudson. Um, Bouvet, Bar Pizzolino. Bar Pizzolino is a little bit more touristy. Bouvet, probably better tougher to meet people there. I think if you get into the the little tiny side streets of the West Village, you're gonna meet people of a certain age. In a toxic relationship. Can't make myself leave. How do I help? Oof! Call your friends and family. Tell them. Tell them. Hey, I'm in a toxic relationship. Your friends and family will be there for you and they're going to show you how much love you deserve and how worried they are and how much they care about you that's the and I would seek out you know professional you know I would I don't know how toxic I don't know where it is on the spectrum of toxic but I would go friends and family immediately how do I reconcile this is the person I want versus this is the person I need I would stop speaking so vaguely about shit. I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I don't think you know what you're talking about. I think you have to stop speaking in the the terms of love language and who I need and who I want and start being like, did I have fun? Do I want to go out again? Did I have fun? Do I want to go out again? Do they service my needs? Do they not? This vague thing of you're speaking poetry. I don't know what the hell you're saying. He got frustrated when I asked him what he's looking for after we were sexting. Stop asking people for answers to your emotional questions. You're asking him what he's looking for. How about you tell him what you're looking for? Hey, I'm looking to be in a relationship with someone. He's going to go, oh, good luck with that. Or he's going to make the moves to make that happen. But I would be frustrated too. I'm sexting with someone based off of conversations we had before. And sexting, you know, is a romantic vacation, so to speak. And then it's, so what are you looking for? Well, what are you looking for? Why do I have to lead? Oh, I got to pull you in? Oh, me too. Everyone, it is interesting that like, what are you looking for is this, is like, faux serious. You got to look in the mirror. I am looking for this. Tell me what you you know, vague matches vague. What are you looking for? Gets you vague, upset answer. How soon to ask guy you're dating to be date to a friend's wedding and you're not in it? There's, I don't think there's such a thing as too soon. I was hey, I got a wedding coming up. You want to come with me? Done dating him why not rich friend keeps buying me tickets to things I don't want to go to help that's tough I hate the friend that's like no I'll just I'll just pick it up for you I would let them know hey I'm down for stuff but I'm gonna buy my own ticket I don't feel comfortable with having someone buy me a ticket I'll buy it you don't have to buy it for me oh it's an expensive ticket yeah maybe I won't go maybe it's too expensive for me Or how about I don't want to go to your stupid fucking concert? How do I tell my married friends their dating advice sucks? They say I'm picky. I would stop talking to them about your dating life. Why are you talking to them if they suck? (laughs) I would just say, hey, I'm not really looking for advice. Don't tell them it sucks. Because here's the problem with your married friends. They have what you're looking for. They're like, I have love, so I must be the expert in love. That doesn't mean that, that's not true at all. But it's irrefutable. They have the life that you are striving towards. So they are always going to believe that they know more than you. So you, I would stop talking to these people about your dating life. Red flag or deal breaker? One year of casual dating and he still only texts variations of have a good day. Um, what are you texting them? Again, these are all questions about people saying, well, if they do this, what does it mean for me? How about I feel this, so I do this? So for this person, why aren't you texting them more? Maybe you guys have nothing to text about. Maybe you're not the match. Maybe you're holding on to them because they'll answer your text or they're the only ones that are texting. So I'm not saying, I think it's a deal breaker that you have nothing else to say to them, Is it normal to compare yourself to your partner's celeb crush looks wise? I I would say that's normal, but it's not fair. You know, oh I think my celeb crush is Giselle. Who looks like Giselle? Nobody. <laughs> it's not fair. Celeb crush is in the land of 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 imagination, in the land, you know, in the land of you know unreality so of course they're not going to look like you that's an adventure of their brain you offer things that the celeb crush can't offer and it also doesn't mean just because the celeb crush you know it's a different story if the celeb crush is like a person with a thousand instagram followers that looks nothing like you okay that's a little that's not a celeb crush but you don't know the parts that they've played that played into their childhood whatever. Sometimes you see a movie at a certain age, you're like, that was formative. It doesn't have anything to do with that. Oh, they got to have someone that looks exactly like, you know, Jessica Rabbit. We'll do one more. You got it. How long is too long to talk without the date? Had due dates scheduled that we both canceled? I can't tell you how long is too long. I think asking the question means it's been too long. You had two dates cancel. I think dates cancel twice because both people are not that motivated to go out with one another. I think the excitement is lost. You need a little buildup. You need an excitement. You need to be motivated to leave your apartment. It's got your TV. It's got your Netflix. It's got your cozies. You don't want to leave the house. Okay, Someone has to be exciting enough to make you want to leave the house. To me, when dates cancel twice, that is two people who are not that excited, who are just dealing with someone because there's someone to deal with. I'm Jared Freed. We're here every Monday. Keep sending your emails. Keep, keep sending your emails. Jtrainpodcast.gmail.com. We'll be back next episode. Boom.